Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. Brought to you by NineWorks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts, NineWorks Radio is presented by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, as well as our valued listeners. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Nine Works Radio from Porsche Centre Bournemouth. We are, we are. Hello Lee, how are you? Very good Andy, how are you? Yeah, great. How's all the listeners out there? Hope you're all well. Yes, thank you for joining us on another, what will be stellar episode of Nine Works Radio. Yeah. As I say, we are live from the newest Porsche dealership in the UK. Absolutely. And we saw lots of those, well, lots of you listeners on Sunday, which absolutely amazing to see so many faces yes so that was fried eggs and friends here at porsche center bournemouth wasn't it yeah so so brilliant event went really well i think it was great it was it was absolutely phenomenal andy we had um over 80 cars uh, like porsches uh in and around the car parks we had a display indoors of classic legends um which included included your car a couple of old bangers yeah a couple (laughs) of old bangers yeah yeah um 150 odd you know people yeah. plus coming along so absolutely fantastic sense of community i have to say it was a real kind of proud moment because yeah, i hope everyone um, enjoyed it yeah it was it was like the the inaugural nine works event but also it was the inaugural event here at porsche center bournemouth ahead yeah. of their like official opening event in a couple of months time bit of a double up yeah but just a great opportunity to get so many awesome people together including some of the folks listening at home so yeah it um it went I down wonder, really well there was people came from far and wide I've Un- heard of all sorts of... Yes, an unbelievable amount of uh, people travelled long distances. Yeah, I wonder who, if anybody could tell us who, who was the furthest travelled. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do a little post on Instagram and find out that. Oh, that's a good I idea. I heard quite a few, like Northampton... Northampton, uh, Kent, Surrey, yeah. uh, Milton Keynes, Essex, Cornwall? London. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, people put yeah, in let, some let fantastic miles over the weekend to get here and and to be part of something really cool. And again, to have a look around Porsche Centre Bournemouth, and that's because I think uh, forty five years old the centre is is actually one of the oldest kind of centres in the country, really. Yeah. Um, but as you and I, Andy, know, this is our local dealership, isn't it? So it is, yeah. we kind of know firsthand that they've outgrown the old premises quite well, substantially. Old, I, I think they're actually about 10 times the size of the old in floor space. Yes. It yeah. must be. Yeah. Definitely um, the site is two acres, I think, here. Yeah. Where the old site felt, well, I don't know about... It was a matchbox. Point two of an acre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is it, so you know. Really so think. it's um, it's two acres, it's multi-million pound, brand new site, not redevelopment of an old one. It's a yeah. brand new site just over the other side of town. Uh, 16 ramps, room for 20 cars in the showroom, up from seven. Yeah, so lots of big numbers involved with what is a substantial move yeah. into this fantastic premises. We're actually here, listeners, because we're about to be joined by John Sullivan, who's the dealer principal here at Porsche Bournemouth. It's a bit of a coup, I'd say, because it's great to be joined by someone that runs this centre and we can ask him some really like tough questions, I would say, particularly with yeah. regards to uh, what it's like to run a dealership, how you deal with allocations, the servicing side. There's the Porsche Classic elements bring into it these days, which Porsche Bournemouth's part of. I think it builds on, on what happened on Sunday. It sort of opened the doors, um, let people in, see what an OPC is like. And I think yeah. we'll be doing the same with John. Yeah. Is, you know, 
maybe asking a few little tough questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be good to, to get his view. Definitely. I think on the uh, next chapter. Definitely. I think so far, uh, John and his staff has to be said as well, have been brilliant just in terms of that accessibility. Yeah. That's the word in saying, look, come on down, come and have a look. Sunday's event was definitely the start of that, but it's something that the staff are encouraging going forward, you know, pop in, do what we're doing, you know, have a, have a coffee. Maybe just don't bring the podcast mics <laughs> yeah. as well, but that's, that's kind of what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be super chuffed to be joined by John very shortly, before that, though, Andy, I want to ask you, what was it like having your car in a showroom? Because yours was part of the Legends display at Sunday's Fried Eggs and Friends, which was open to 996s and others, yes, which yeah. I know you were giving me stick for for the past uh, year. No, so, but yeah, so, so yeah, your car was indoors in the showroom. What, what was that like? Oh, it's quite a thrill, wasn't it? it was I really cool. enjoyed that, actually um, to get into the showroom on, was it on Saturday when we brought the cars down? Yeah. Uh, it was to drive through the the workshop and oh, I right. wish I had stopped and taken some photos of my car in the middle of that workshop yeah, um, yeah but yeah it was great to see such a range of cars in the workshop and no, sorry in the in the showroom not just brand new 992s and Taycans it yeah. was just fantastic to see all that array of history because we had the generations of 911 from a F body to G body to yeah. 964 99 three all the way around through, to the 991 through it that was, lineage and history yeah. of the company to, yeah. to the present day um i have to say i like you was very much looking forward to driving my car into uh, not just <laughs> yeah. an opc but a showroom you know as, as, yeah. as you did but unfortunately i'm still waiting for that because my car broke down <laughs> when we got here so uh you drove yours in uh we pushed mine push yours in yeah 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 <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that car really is the gift that keeps on giving this year. I know we're not here mm-hmm. to talk about my 996, but, yeah, it's not it's not uh, top of my love list right now, it has to be said. <laughs> so, um, in fact, it's still sitting out the back, still not working. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it was it was great to see a showroom just full of classic cars. Yes. I have never before in an OPC seen its showroom dedicated purely to classics. No. Never seen it. No. So, again, kudos to the staff at Porsche Bournemouth for allowing yeah. that. And it was lovely that we had the, the Boxsters... The Cayman and the Speedster yeah. in here as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was the 959 out the front too. Well, and section. yes, and the other side of the glass there was a transaxle car as well. Yes. Front and centre. By complete chance, one of the first cars that turned up. And it was yeah. fantastic to have it right outside the front yeah. because, again, it's all part of the history of the brand. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's bring in John Sullivan, dealer principal here at Porsche Centre Brilliant. Grilling. But <laughs> no. after we thank him for the lovely coffee these Indeed. guys serve here, yeah. and let's, uh, yeah, let's have a chat. Nineworks Radio is part of nineworks.co.uk, your innovative new platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Register for free to take advantage of exclusive member discounts. John Sullivan, dealer principal here at Porsche Centre Bournemouth. Welcome to Nineworks Radio. Thank you for having me. Good thank day. you both. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> thank you, Andy. It's, uh, it's only been, what, 48 hours since we last saw you <laughs> when you guys very kindly opened your doors. I think it was the first event you did. Yes. The, the Fried Eggs and Friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, how did it feel? It felt fantastic. Uh, it felt really, really good. Uh, it was so nice to do an event um, yeah. and to see the response that... Uh, you know, that Nine Works had managed to, you know, the, the amount of interest we got from that and to see all the Porsches and the, diff, you know, the different owners, different enthusiasts. Yeah. Just fantastic. Just to speak to so many different people. It was brilliant. Fantastic. We had a good range of cars there, didn't we? I would Sunday? say so. I think, I think the old phrase, something for everyone. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think whatever Porsche you liked, I think we did have a, we had something in, in that sort of mindset for yeah. someone to have a look at and admire. So no, no, it was just a, a beautiful array of cars. Yeah. 100%. The well, friends we, came out. 
Yeah, we did. In the, force. Friends, the friends came out in force, yes, to <laughs> yeah. even up with the 996 crew. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, from a Nineworks point of view, we were just so grateful that you guys as a, a, a new centre um, and, and a Porsche centre, no less, were just happy to open your doors and say, look, guys, come on in, have yeah. a look around. And I tell you what as well, I've never seen a Porsche main dealer showroom just overrun with and nothing but classic cars. Yeah, that was an amazing array, you know, wasn't it, that we, uh, so, yeah, we it got around a, there? I think I think a special sort of, and I know, Lee, you, you put quite a bit of work into with John around sort of what, what cars to go were. I think it had a lovely feel as you sort of went in, the theme of, of the different cars through the years. Yeah, the generations. But you're right, I'm, I'm not aware of that. There may have been things done, but yeah, to, to do when we've just, just opened, I think was quite special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely without a doubt it feeds in quite nicely with the fact that you guys are a classic partner now yes that's the fifth center in the uk is that's it right so, that's yeah. right yep yeah yeah so exciting times that and the the new facilities here at, at porsche bournemouth quite the setup i know so exciting uh it feels like classic the classic partner is just the icing on the cake um you know to have the facility for people who know the previous site had massive limitations massive challenges we'd outgrown it uh i think it was if you look before they did the the redevelopment, I think it was about 45 years old, yeah. that building. So arguably five, 10 years ago, we'd outgrown. Have we got a floor space calculation for the old place versus the new? I'd love to see what yeah. that is. I know, I know at the moment this is a two-acre site. Yeah. And I know for fact the old site was definitely not a two-acre site. Yes. And I think also as well the... The previous, the previous showroom pre-COVID, we could get, we could squeeze seven cars in. Yeah. Um, Post-COVID, it was probably three to four. Yeah. We've now proved that we can easily probably creeping towards twenty vehicles yeah. over two floors. Yeah. Um, customer parking. You know, we've had a. We left the, left the previous place with seven customer parking spaces for all departments yeah. and any other visitors. So, yeah. you know, we're now in mid-20s. It just feels so much better. I yeah. feel like you've got more parking spaces on your roof now than you yeah. did in the total oh, of the, the previous centre, which yeah. kind of is a pretty good synopsis, yeah. really, of, yeah. of the size of the move. So. Yeah, you've got 50 spaces on the roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you had. Prob- well, no, you didn't even, didn't even have that. Give or take with the compound, you could, yeah, we probably had around 50, 50. cars squeezed in, yeah. squeezed yeah. in on but the previous that, side. That was the thing, wasn't it? Squeezed in. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the centre did have a bit of reputation for, um, how, could you, how could you put it? Um, I think you're politely scrapes. trying to say we're p- possibly a, a couple of dings and dents may have yes, happened. Yeah. I think if we put it as gently as that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, not no, by any sort of um, malicious. No, not, no, not no, at no. all. Just, 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 but sadly, just lack of space. So that's going to improve that. Yeah, but yeah. I think like that's indicative of the fact that with the previous centre, and we spoke about this on the video, you guys have. Um, you just max that centre out to the very most. And as you say, it started to kind of hold you back in terms yeah. of where you wanted to go as a centre. This is just a world-class facility and, and and something for you guys to grow into. And grow is probably the operative word there. Yeah, no, yeah. completely. That That's the... The, and it was one of the reasons I, you know, when I when when this opportunity came around, it was the, the potential for the for what they had planned for the site for the the local what Porsche call the area of interest that you know we touch aside from Portsmouth and Exeter, Swindon from official main dealers. We've yeah. got quite a broad spread of quite a broad area that we yeah. can look to hopefully bring people into the brand or keep people in the brand. Yeah. Uh, and then with Classic, as I say, genuinely that just felt like we'd had Christmas come early. But I know previously there'd been a desire 
the business plan I had to put to Porsche was quite fastidious. Um, but we ticked all the boxes. Porsche GB wanted wanted um, was very supportive with us. They were keen for us to to get that sign off from Germany. So to have that just just feels like we've won again, yeah. really. Yeah. But then I think for me, equally impressive. So we've got the new building, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about that and the logistics of the move shortly. But you've got brand new building, world-class facilities, but there's also like a real keenness to engage with enthusiasts. You know, it's why John, you're, you know, willing to give up some of your busy morning to come and sit here and talk to us in your yeah. lovely office. Like yeah. Well, and all the effort that went into Sunday uh, to as Sunday well. Sunday as well. And again, you know, and, and there, there was no sell on Sunday. It was open the doors, come and have a look around and, and kind of just let people decide for themselves. Mm. And I just, you know, that takes a lot to do. It does. You know? It does. And I think, I think we touched on it on the week on Sunday. You know, I think there can easily be a previous, either a previous or sometimes a, a fear or a conception, a misconception that, oh, I'm, can I go in there? You know, yeah, is it intimidating? You know, it's a bit intimidating. It's a port, an official Porsche center. Well, how, how, if people are already in the brand or want to get in the brand, how can they? start if you can't physically go to the best representation of the official version of the brand mm -hmm. yeah. so Agreed. why can't we have people to come in and have a look around and if they look today they may in a couple of years do something now if that's not with us but it's through someone that's someone else supplying a porsche we've still done something for the bigger picture yeah absolutely. Porsche, but we're just trying to break down some previous limitations, previous misconceptions to make people feel welcome, to make people not feel, you know, that's that for me, it's, it's still a people business. It's an, it's a, it's an amazing brand. We all know it's just absolutely fantastic brand, phenomenal brand with, you know, the heritage and all the, all the, all the new technology that they keep bringing out and every time they improve on the, on the previous vehicles, but you've still got to have people to have that passion. Yeah, for the brand to make it part of the success story yeah. as well. So, so I think what I'm getting from that is that you're you're engaging with those enthusiasts and the, the people out there to to bring them in, yeah. like we did on Sunday. Yeah, and I, there was one particular person that I spoke to, um, and he wouldn't have set foot into an OPC before. Wow, he just didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel worthy. Yet yeah, he's got a number of cars. Uh, I think he's three at the moment, um, and. Yeah, just didn't feel like it was a place for him. Um, he came along on Sunday, really enjoyed the time here. Great. Felt engaged, felt like, you know, felt more relaxed about it. Great. Um, and I actually spoke to him yesterday. He was saying, yeah, he kind of turned me on OPCs. I was actually considering one of the targets that was sat upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's massive, isn't it? From somebody that yeah. wouldn't even set foot in no. this kind of place. And I think that, you know... T Every, all of the dealerships around the country, around the globe, need to take that on as a, a little lesson, I yeah, guess. I, th I think, I mean, that you just hit the nail on the head. You just hit the nail on the head. And genuinely, the the, the event we did uh, with you guys on Sunday was not, it definitely wasn't a sell. It yeah. was an awareness and to almost go, just give us a chance. Just yeah. see what we're about. There's no, there's no commitments. We're not going to be offended. We just want you to come in, have a look around. Hopefully we coax you in with some beautiful examples of some lovely cars that we all admired. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely got a soft spot for one of the ones that might inspire me on a paint to sample if Porsche will let uh, me yes. on that ice blue, yeah. on the ice blue one. Oh, yeah. Um, that SC, yeah. But that, yeah. that's it, isn't it? It's, you know, if someone's already a Porsche owner as well, why why should they not feel comfortable coming into a Porsche centre? That, yeah. just, that just feels like anti-logic to me. Well, I hope it's 
I hope, well, I'm sure it's broken down the barriers for a lot of people that attended on Sunday. And I hope that, you know, doing what we're doing today, talking about it will encourage other people to, to come along and yeah, enjoy the, enjoy it rather than feeling that it's not a place for them. They're not worthy. No, and we should, the the brand's there to be enjoyed or else it wouldn't. Yes. I I know that I know there's, I know it's aspirational and I don't get me wrong. We are talking about some very expensive products. If you're looking at some of the new, some of the new cars, they are expensive vehicles. However, even, you know, I always, I've always been a believer that especially, you know, people with, you know, they bring, they bring their children in. Well, that might inspire them for 10, 15, 20 years down the line. They might be the next customer. Absolutely. So, yeah. or, or they, they might want a career, Yeah. you know, with, 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 um, within the dealership, within, you know, some, some related sort of business. So we've got a, we've got a, a duty of care and an obligation to the next generation as well. Cause if we just all think we're a closed shop, then you'll just, you'll die. Yeah. So I've got a beautiful little story Go for, it. <laughs> for that from Sunday. Um, um, we had a Porsche Boxster in here yeah, and that was owned uh, by Deb. Um, and there was a family that were driving past and they dropped in just because they saw stuff was going on. So what was going on? And yeah. I think the little girl that was with them was sort of six or no, seven or eight, something like that. Yeah. And um, she got talking to Deb and Deb took her and like, oh yeah, this is my car. Brilliant. And she was like, wow, that's your car. That's amazing. And you know, that's a little seed yes. that yeah, at completely. seven or eight could yeah. turn into something yeah. quite big in 15, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, amazing little story. of yeah. Fantastic. That's yeah. where it starts. Generally, that's, that's where it yeah. starts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've all got stories of that sort of thing. Yeah, we? but like, and this is, again, I just think it's great to hear you, John, as a dealer principal, kind of saying what you're saying there in terms of you're looking at the, the long term, the bigger picture, you know, like when you're saying, well, let's get people in and, and you know, maybe at some point in the future, they might consider mm-hmm. a car, you know, that's not going to um, affect your uh, or impact on your kind of sales or anything for the next month. Do, no, do you, not you know what I mean? It's not going to contribute to that. It's not yeah. a sort of word, but you know, but it's but it's great that you're looking beyond that. You're not just kind of chasing the figures and yeah. whatnot. You know, we we know how important like the bottom line is, but there is a longevity to it, and yeah. I think that's where it feeds into that enthusiast outlook yeah. over anything else, which that is massive. Yeah, it's I, refreshing to hear. You know, well, well, thank you. It's it's just for me. It just feels like there's so many different. We can cut Porsche up in so many different categories, and there's there's no w- one typical Porsche customer. I always find. Yeah. So let's make sure that every potential Porsche customer, whether they're an owner, whether they've whether they've bought privately, whether they've gone to an independent, they may use us for something. They may just need. They might just be the difference of going up. Do you know what? I'll ring up. I'll ring up their parts department and just see if they've got that bit in stock. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. That's absolutely. Perfect. It's part of the big part of the big picture. We think about we think about the the next generation, and you've got to have. You're right. Of course, you know. Bottom line is important. Um, we're in a business. We're in a yeah. business. Uh, we have brand standards to follow as well. However. What, what what's your people strategy and you've got to have a long-term mm-hmm. vision mm-hmm. and the long term for me i generally want this to be one of the best porsche centers in the porsche network we've got a lot of hard work to go yep. we've eliminated the facility question yeah now it's a longer term path to go do we want to really do this properly we want to really um you guys have seen the workshop you know so you know yeah, i had a lot of positive beast. comments about yeah. the workshop on um on sunday so to making sure and it, in the last week 
or last two weeks, I would say, because it's three weeks today since we've been open, <laughs> the mix of cars that's been in the workshop has been really refreshing. Yeah. So it's okay. not just a whole load of stuff. new cars yeah. have come from the factory or there's some used cars that are getting prepared. The retail mix of work, you, there is literally, I, I saw one of the, I was speaking to um, Vince, one of our techs, yeah. and he was working on a really early 997, yeah. literally 04, which when they just squeezed out, and I was like, wow, yeah. that's an early one. Yeah. You know, to see a 997 yeah. there, we had a 996 in the other day. We know Nick's been doing plenty of stuff on the older cars as well, older than that. So aside from our typical two-year-old Macans and uh, three-year-old 911s, yeah. we've got such a mix. So already that says to me we're doing something right because yeah. we're bringing people who may have previously gone, should I use an official Porsche center? Yeah. We're just wanting people to have have a look at us as a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we're not offended. You know, we're, we're in a competitive market. Yeah. But if you can give plenty of reasons to go, that's a nice place to come. Very relaxed, parking, friendly atmosphere, some beautiful cars to come in. Mm. I might just, might yeah. just do a bit of service well, single. It's, it's about that feeling engaged again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So um, I believe that you've, you've got a couple of bays downstairs. Yes. That when you bring your car in to be serviced... Does the technician that's actually going to work on the car go through what the work is? I don't know the, the So you're the alluding to, uh, and again, we didn't have at the previous site. Yeah. So most Porsche centers will have those two bays. So they're, yeah. Porsche call them direct dialogue bays. Okay. And the idea is, is that they are an integral part of the service process. Yeah. So you've booked in, let's say your car's coming in for a service. Yeah. You've booked in, the advisor will drive your car into that bay. Mm -hmm. uh, we've just now got all the, um, we've got two black boxes on each side before you drive yeah, in, which those. are the tire tread depth readers. So they're right, laser, okay. um, they're all done by laser. Yeah. So there's no Someone more. jokingly said to me that they're, they're set for 1.5 millimeters, oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can prove that, can't we? We can prove or disprove that. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we're trying to do. If my car goes over it, it will be a lot, lot yeah, less than 1.5. There'll be lots of fouls going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's to, it's to try and do the exact opposite of yeah, that. Absolutely. To try and go, look, the, the transparency is there. Yeah. The car will come in uh, on the direct dialogue bay. The advisor and the customer have got an opportunity somewhere private yep. to and you've seen where we try to make it a bit of a pit stop feel yes yeah. um they can walk around the car customer may say look actually i've seen, i've got a problem with this yeah or the advisor say have you seen that we can put it on the the ramp as well yeah after that if then technicians needed to come out if there's something more diagnostic that needs a bit of checking sure. yeah it just gives us that ability as well aside from the ramp yeah because health and safety we've got to be mindful of Yes, of yeah, course. Bringing yeah. someone in because of all the machinery we have and the, yeah. and the cars yeah. and, and the work. But that just gets that bit of engagement. There's so many yeah. times when I've taken a car into a garage and basically you're shuffled to have a cup of coffee on a sofa somewhere and you don't, you know, you don't get to talk to anybody to say, oh yeah, I want yeah. that sorted. I want that sorted. Um, so yeah, that really sort of it starts a relationship. It really, does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There. You feel yeah. included in what's happening to the car. Yeah. 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 So it's new territory for our team because, as I say, we haven't had one. Uh, we've had some training with Porsche. So, um, Porsche Cars Great Britain sent uh, a gentleman called Barry down who was, who was doing a lot of help around that, integrating that into the process. So we're starting, to, and we've had a couple of glitches with the machine, you know, but we're all sorted now. So they yeah. are getting into a rhythm. Mm. I know yesterday there was five customers in and they were all all in on the 
Awesome. Direct yeah. dialogue base. So yeah. I think it's only a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think with like regards to like the, the OPC like the specialist thing as well, like there's I mean everybody knows there's a certain standard that you're kind of guaranteed at a Porsche centre. It's kind of the whole point of it. There's a uniformity to it. Um but I've been in kind of plenty of them through the day job and you see, you know, some are better than others, you yeah. know, it, and it's, whereas a specialist, you recognize it as one like independent garage on its own. Mm. Um, a lot of the OPCs of course are part of different franchises. Yes. So, you know, there are kind of differing levels of, of, uh, customer services and whatnot, um, to a greater or lesser degree. Um, but, and again, I think that's where being an OPC is a good thing, but also that can sometimes be the hindrance is we all tie the network to the same brush yeah and that's not fair yeah. and again just going back to what you were saying earlier um john with regards to saying you know give us a chance you know come mm. in and have a look mm. around it's like it's i've never heard that from a porsche dealership before you know which i just think that's great because again it's that engagement all, all i want is the opportunity mm. if if we let you if and we shouldn't do but if we've let you down after you've been in here then we're doing something wrong mm-hmm. but we're trying to say and I completely respect any competition. You cannot be, whether that's all the brands, whether that's independence, it's, and rightly so in the independent network, there are some fantastic independents who do a proper job. There's some proper built, shit ones as well. But there also is, but it's the same with any, if any measurements of a, of a group of, yeah. a group of businesses, yep. some will be better than others. Mm. Um, I, for one second, don't feel we're the finished article. Mm-hmm. We're stepping from where we've been. We've moved a long way. We've got, further to go on our journey because I genuinely want this place to be one of the best, but not one of the best, just of course we want to make sure that Porsche are happy, um, Inchcape are happy as well as our as our owners, but then also as well where people go, do you know what? Yeah, I've heard Porsche Bournemouth's a really good place. Why don't we just see or I was thinking about them or someone else that we, you know, everything else, the intangibles, swing it for them to go, do you yeah. know what? They've got a really good reputation. Yeah. But yeah. you have to earn that. Yeah, build that over yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, people will travel for things they like, particularly in our sphere with, with Porsche, you know, whether it's yeah. to buy a car or for servicing mm. or, or whatever it is, you know, people, people travel if it's worth it. So, I mean, you know, you're yeah. saying that the locale of the center and where we are, um, I think, you know, the, the nearest dealership East is an hour. The nearest one West is two. Mm. Dick Lovett's at, at Bristol's a couple of hours away. You've yep. got a massive area, but at the same time, um, there's no need to like limit yourself to that no. geographic. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. You know? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And you know, we've we you see a lot of examples um on the pre owned market as well. We've just we've just sold a nine eleven Turbo West Cabriolet. Um and the gentleman who's bought that is from uh, it's is probably about two hundred and fifty miles away from us. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he he was after one, quite specific, as we know, sometimes not easy to find exactly yeah. what you're looking for on the pre-owned market. Yeah. Um, and he's prepared to come and travel for that that vehicle. Mm. Um, so you're right, but I think the crux of it and a lot of it is people will come back as long as the, the people they engage with, they've got that relationship. One of my previous, previous best customers when I used to work at another center, he was, he was based in, um, he lives in Stafford. And when I was in London, he'd come to London, taken his wife away, yeah. walked past the showroom and had gone, gosh, that's a nice car. The rest is history. He's now probably bought 28 Porsches from myself directly or indirectly. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the executives looking after him. Um, and he's followed me here yeah, because he wants yeah. the relationship with me and yeah. I want that with him yeah. because... 
and he's he he doesn't have to travel that far. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone's got those examples of people that over time you've built those relationships where mm. they will. Doesn't matter whether it's it's yeah. that, that it's about distance. building yeah. relationships. It, isn't it? it sounds yeah. sounds like uh, that gentleman's good lady is about to have a few weekends away in Bournemouth now. <laughs> <laughs> than, so. He's waiting. He keeps saying, "When am I coming to the new site? When are you having your launch?" And I said, "Well, the launch launch will probably be next year. It'll be an official Porsche launch next year. Yeah, you're welcome anytime." But he's he's if you met him, he's so down to earth. Very Fantastic. and he's just he's got a business. He's worked hard and likes his cars, and he's he's just treated himself and. Yeah, it's it's but it's it's a nice story. It's yeah. a nice story, and Spotting. he's a good guy. I've got to know him quite well over the years. John, how do you make a house a home then? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, I think there's still some work to do. <laughs> I th- do you know what? That is a very good analogy because that's what it feels like at the moment. It feels like we've moved. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've moved house. In Trying a to find sense. stuff. <laughs> yes, it does. I think it takes time. I think we've all we've all done the the house move. The, the big thing is getting in, yeah. you get your keys, you're in. Yeah, yeah. Then it's finding your feet. Yeah. Where does everything go? Where Where are the cupboards full of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's one thing we have. We did quite a purge. We did, did quite a yeah. purge on anything we felt was non-essential. We tried to... We tried to. Um, oh, I wish I'd had a rummage through that skip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, but we have still. You know, there are bits we've still got. Yeah. Um, the, the funny thing about the site, for the size of it, the actual storage of space isn't that big. I think they did it deliberately to yeah. try and mm. try not as. And there was a tendency <laughs> so you don't become a hoarder. Like to maybe hoard stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Had so little holes that you could hide stuff away. But going back to you know what makes a house a home, I think. It's also people feelings, isn't it, as well? And three weeks today, we've been officially open. Yeah. So it feels to me as if the staff are starting to feel more settled. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some of the guys, especially in the workshop, they, they'd been in the other site for 20, a couple of them, 20 years plus. Yeah. That's a big shock. Yeah. It's a big shock to the system. Other yeah. people who've been with us a couple of years, it probably doesn't feel quite a big deal. But for the guys in the workshop, especially because it was a bit more compact. Yeah, more. That, everything was to hand. Oh, everything God, yes. yeah, knew exactly where to turn yeah. to find something. We have a tannoy now in the workshop. <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, needs it. Your workshop it's controller massive. loves pressing the button. And it goes, <laughs> did it this morning, bing bong. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we've just got to do it. Uh, so. <laughs> I would say it's a bit like um, changing from a gallery um, kitchen in a studio apartment and you're now in a full professional um, kitchen in a massive restaurant (laughs) that's what it's gone from really isn't it yes it is and it's it's it is an adjustment so you we've got to be realistic we are and it's one of the reasons i didn't want to do a lots of different reasons obviously we've got to be mindful of covid of course um i want us to settle in and also as well it'd be be much nicer spring early summer we do an event yeah with every all the little snaggy bits are done in my eyes that we, we look absolutely Everything's as good as it can be. Everything's fun- functioning. Um, that then we put our put on ourselves our best best impression for yeah. people. So then we will do that. You know, we'll do that. Um, we'll do that event, and also people will have. If we're six months into the six seven months into being in, I think again, as I say, those some of those old habits or feelings will have melted away a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Give us an insight if you can, John. So like, you know, 
Andy and I, we just rock up at your new centre and go, well, well, this is nice. <laughs> but like, there's, there's so much that goes into that move. I mean, you know, you close your business uh, end of play on the Friday. Mm. On the Monday, you're in a new site, but you've got to be operational again. And everything that goes in it to this point, as a, as a dealer principal, you must have had a few headaches along the way, I'm yeah, sure. It's so. been, um, it has been a, a very very interesting learning curve quite, quite <laughs> steep as well quite steep as well I've been very lucky to be fair I've got to say our um, gentleman called Innes uh, is one of our uh, sort of property managers building managers so would we'll take it's also very sort of gets gets the project underway yeah you realize there's a lot of gatekeepers in it there's a lot of people so you've got Porsche obviously with their imports mm-hmm. Inchcape as 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 um, the company you've then got your, your builders, your project managers, you've got your architects, you've got your suppliers, all the different subcontractors, the amount of different people and companies that you meet and have to engage with, the local council, the, um, you know, just getting an approval from the electricity board yeah. for your, for, for all your new, uh, grid and infrastructure there. The list is endless. There's yeah. so many different things, so many different things. But as I say, we're, you know, there's a team of people. It's not just myself. Um, yes, I'm involved in a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of other things. You, it's too big for one person. Yeah, yeah. so absolute beast of a project. Yeah, yeah, part of a team that made yeah. it happen, and you know, we're still, there's still, you know, I'm still in dialogue with uh, quite a few of the contractors just around certain things that I want to get finished and sorted and mm. addressed to. But no, it's been, um, it's been quite an eye opener. Mm. Yeah. What, what was the biggest like difficulty or the most complex aspect of moving from one site to another? <sighs> I think interestingly, if you ask that to the staff, because when I when I joined, because I've been there probably about twenty months, I've been here about twenty months now. I think they always felt as if they'd heard that the new site was coming. So yeah. for them, it was it been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Delays for different reasons, no one's fault. Just just there had been had yeah. been issues. So I think it was for them to actually see the work and the the building project happened, people started to truly believe in it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk about something, but until you actually physically see it, yeah. sometimes that was there. And then other challenges that we, we came across, um, one, of the, one of the biggest ones we had, which you would think sounds so minor, but as we know at the moment with the sem- semiconductor chip yeah. uh, issue within all car manufacturers at the moment and lots of other industries, we are supplier of electricity generators was having the same supply issue. Right. So that put us back six weeks, six, seven weeks yeah. for when we were going to be open because we they couldn't supply one because they had a chip problem. Yeah. Um, we had to try and find another supplier. We then lost our window with the electricity board for the test of the site because you have to run the you have to have all the power on for a week to say to, to the electricity board. Yeah. We, you know, this this is the level of output, typical level of output, and also everything's safe. All the generators are working, all the backup systems, etc., yeah. etc. Et all the, you know, the circuits, the fuses, all those bits and bobs. Yeah. So that was it. Was no one's fault. It was just a a, a situation because of where we found ourselves in in the global marketplace yeah. with with Isn't that indicative of the time, really. Yeah, then completely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't think of it. It's, no. And this is yeah. what I mean, I was an enthusiast. You don't go, oh, this looks nice. Yeah. No idea as to what goes on behind the scenes in order to get to this point. Yeah. yeah. And classic, we had to, that was because initially that wasn't the classic pod and the classic partner status. When this was first designed for Bournemouth, it, or Porsche Bournemouth, sorry, 
it wasn't we weren't we weren't a classic partner. Yeah. So we had to quite late on mm. restyle or restructure where we thought that would be. Okay. So yeah. it that that was a bit of a I could say a potential curveball, but we I think we'd all agree we've given it as best um pride of places we can. Oh, front um, and centre, I love but it. Yeah, that yeah. was that, that was a late addition into something that wasn't part of the original plan. Yeah. So that, that caused its own challenges because there's lots of different things that we needed for the classic pod to make that happen yeah we're going to um talk in more depth about you guys becoming a classic partner and what that involves in yeah. a, in a, another episode start next series yeah uh, just for the folks listening at home to grasp that so going to real deal yeah detail that, that. that's going to be to... seriously seriously yeah. interesting so we'll uh, we'll have to come back for that john no it's fine that's fine <laughs> with um like regards to like the size of the scent obviously i mean the the the, the ramps was there 16, I think? So we've got 14, 14 ramps. Yeah. Uh, we would have had 15, but we had to leave one as, as a blank yeah. space because of the um, the HVT area, so the high-voltage area. So when we're working on the tie cans with the batteries, oh, yeah. you need to have one ramp, where, in effect, a, a blank ramp yeah. for that safety, that safety thing. So we would have had 15 ramps in effect but because of that we had to go with that uh an mot and a wheel alignment bay and the two direct dialogues of bay as well which are ramps in effect as well so 14 in the actual workshop you could argue there's another two with a direct dialogue bay yeah um and then as i say mot and wheel alignments as well yeah okay with them because obviously with with porsche like electrification of its lineup is kind of central to the mark outside of the 911 lineup going forward um what sort of additional training do your staff in the workshop need to like undertake from that? Because that that's just it's a complete different ball game Gosh, to yeah. Yeah. combustion engine car. Yes, it's um, the the guy the technicians have to go on quite a there's, there's, rightly so because you think about some of the the safety elements with electric you know the amount of electric stuff we're talking now around the batteries. Yeah, um, that's quite so they they have a high voltage technician course. There's two different um, levels of that as well, so they have to do two different ones. Then they get it's now integrated into their standard learning path, where they can still a new car comes in, they can do the PDI, they can set up all the software, they'll do the road test. But then if we have any issues or diagnostics, only certain technicians are qualified to yeah. do so. So we've got two of the guys currently that are qualified to be high voltage technicians. Uh, one's our Gold Tech, which is. Uh, rich and jacks who's just got his silver is his um his silver award he's now he's done all the the high voltage training as well so it's only going to grow as we say with the line it's only going to grow yeah but then conversely so while the electrification of the lineup and obviously therefore the work you'll see in the workshop is going to grow towards that way by complete contrast Porsche, and again, we'll talk about this down the line, but the Porsche Classic thing grows so much. You've got this really wonderful scenario where you could have a Porsche Taycan on a ramp next to a 356 in the workshop. Yeah, That's that's almost not exactly that, but that sort of what we talked on a little bit earlier. That's why I think we've got an opportunity to to bookend both parts of the story. So yes, the electrification, as we say, we know Porsche and a lot of brands, most brands are going that way. However, with classic, especially, we don't forget everything that's been before. So all the internal combustion engines, anything that Porsche has done previously, regardless of how old it is, you know, it's to have an opportunity to still really give that a focal point as well. I just think that's great. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. With, um, so obviously there's, there's, by virtue of the fact you've got so many ramps out the back now, there's room for kind of growth in the workshop. With regards to the, the showroom at the front, where the premises has expanded, does that mean um, like 
Porsche Bournemouth going forward has like a greater access to um, to cars deliveries and like particularly with reference to like GT cars or or does that remain? It's a it's a hard one. It's a very hard one because you have you have we know we know we know the strength of the brand and the consumer demand at the moment the the, the customer um, sort of the customer appetite for cars at the moment is something I've never seen. It's unprecedented. Yeah. You know the the, the 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 amount of people who want to for lots of different reasons get into the brand. Mm. Um, I really obviously would would love to have more bigger allocation but you have to grow you have to organically grow i can't just say to porsche can i have because everyone can do that yeah, you have yeah. to say right okay we've got a genuine cost of demand gt cars are always very sticky issues um and it's sad really because you look at how amazing some of those vehicles well all of those vehicles are you're always going to let down more people that yeah. you can satisfy yeah. um, and it is it, it becomes a bit it takes some of the a little bit of the fun away from it because like you can't win no you can't yeah. Yeah. you can't and it is tough so we are trying hard but that isn't one just because of yes we have been giving more um, I don't know who was commenting but somebody said was Andy we were talking earlier we were saying about we had a few more cars obviously because we yes, opened the yeah. site yeah yeah um, but a lot of that is, is yeah, I was I was amazed at how many you actually had in here yeah <laughs> being that there's so few cars around at the yeah. moment yeah we'd we porsche were very good to us with opening the new site that and we'd ordered a you know we wanted to make sure that we had some nice examples different examples of cars that haven't got everything however quite a nice mix yeah of of we've got the core models but obviously certain derivatives you are a little bit um restricted based on allocation or just what what's coming through sure but going back to allocation we'll We'll try hard, uh, always try, but I've got, we try and be very open and honest with people mm. because yeah. there's no point giving anyone a false hope. That's, that's unfair. Yeah. Um, I think also as well, sometimes, um, you can't fully control, you can't fully control. You can try your best and genuinely feel you're giving those types of cars to the right people. Nine and a half times out of 10, you get it right. Yeah. Occasionally, sometimes it doesn't. You get let down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, yeah, you, you know, your um, your choice of allocation is an extension of you guys, isn't it? You know, yep. so it's it's just as important for you that it goes to the right person or enthusiast as it does to to that person. But yeah, um, yeah I, I wouldn't fancy the job of like the, the choice because, as you yeah. said, it's a headache and probably yeah it takes the fun away. You can't you can't win in that scenario. It's hard. You know? It's hard because because there's, there's so many people that you can you can filter it. You can there are a few filters you can filter. You know, you, you'll get the someone will email you in and say, I'm trying to secure one, but they've got no previous relationship with you. And that's no disrespect to anybody, but when you've already got customers who have had that relationship or supported you and they've bought from you, it's hard to say to someone out the blue, to yeah. say, by the way, you can have one of them, the most special cars that we do. Yeah. That would cause a bit of issue, but it's not to, it's almost to, to educate those people to say, you need to establish a relationship with someone and look at, look at things over longer term view yeah. um, and it's, it's very hard you can get down to where you're looking at two customers going well that person's been buying cars for X amount of years that person always has GT product or 911 product or this this and this and you start you, you tie yourself in knots because mm -hmm. you're going well who's who's worthy yeah and it's, yeah, it's, yeah. honestly it feels <laughs> horrible. horrible it feels yeah. horrible because yeah. you're going to say to a lot of people I'm really sorry I can't get you one yeah. and it is sad it's disappointing yeah. it is disappointing but then 
there wouldn't be that demand for the cars if they weren't so special. If Porsche then mass, you know, they took away the limited numbers yeah. Yeah. and they suddenly flooded the market with GT cars, we know straight away some of that mystique would go. Yeah. 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 yeah without situation. a doubt it is. Yeah. If you know, yeah. if you, if you create more, it's almost like people want them less, despite yeah. the fact the product itself is, is still the same and sublime. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. How, how much of a headache is it at the moment with like the, the general kind of global shortage of the cars, of new cars due to the chips? It must be a headache. It's been a challenge. It's been a big challenge. Um, and it's very hard because when, in good faith, customers have ordered ordered their cars, some of them quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, these are the longest lead times I've seen. Yeah. Um, I've I've been with the brand 14 years, and there's always been, you know, in the past. I know there was issues when say issues. Um, Porsche, like a lot of brands, they were doing their WLTP with all the new emissions, so yeah. there was a bit of a there was a choke on supply then. Um, Brexit, there was a bit of a concern. Brexit, but that, luckily that was that was all smoothed over. So there's always been challenges. Challenges, yeah. There has However, been, this it? this has been this has been completely unprecedented and yeah it's very hard when a customer's ordered a car quite a long time ago and we're still saying we haven't quite got you the car yet there's no advantage as a dealer i promise you now and i've said that to customers we don't gain yeah we want you in that car as quick as possible yeah we do not we're with you we're with you um it's hard isn't it but you've got to try and keep in touch with those people yeah at the very least you need your communication lines open Mm. to just don't keep them in the dark um, no, no, if we all had a crystal ball, then it would, it would be an easy job, but no one saw this coming. Yeah. Um, and it's just great. Now we're finally, last week we, we had, we had three transporters turn up with in the last week of, of cars that are arriving. And so to starting to see, I think some of it's starting to ease. Okay. I'm not saying it's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gone, no, we're near over. And I think also Porsche will find a way they do. We're probably in, we are probably better placed than possibly some other brands yeah. with it so yeah. but yeah no just you just got to try and hold those customers hand if you can you know mm. you know try to help them through it and as i say we don't gain yeah. we do not gain we're we're with the customer on the journey yeah absolutely fantastic well i mean it, i think that goes some way to painting a picture as to i keep saying headache but you know there, there's lots of should we say small challenges a challenge so, yeah challenge you, you know you've you brexit um coronavirus yeah um global shortage of chips uh you know headaches with the permanent headaches with gt allocations and then in amongst all that you had to move <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a big <laughs> year hasn't it like, you know yeah but yeah there's been yeah. quite a bit going yeah. on yeah. When, when's your holiday <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! That's uh, um, yeah. That's probably a plan for next next, next year. Next year. <laughs> yeah. no, it took some yeah. time out when um, uh, we, my wife and I, we had a baby girl, so she's four months old. So oh my god! So you've done that as well yeah. in the last year. Yeah, and Jeez. got married. And got married. So yeah. there's another one. Have you moved house too? We're trying to. Oh my god! To. So yeah, it feels like it's just got a lot going on at the moment. But yeah. I'm hoping next year will just. I'm be surprised a bit more. your head's not actually exploding. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in one piece. Yeah, I'm hoping to have a couple of days off over Christmas. Yeah, and just yeah. chill out. Just chill out. So now it's fine. Excellent. It's fine. It's all good. Um, well, I've got a couple of brilliant responses that I had from local enthusiasts. Okay. Um, was, that I, was that from uh, Sunday? Was that no? This, this was just sort of generally. Um, what did it? I ask? I, I was asking what was your experience from Porsche. Okay. You know, what was their experience yep. of Porsche uh, sort of over the years? Um, and this sort of comes into the the point of you know a lot of people didn't feel worthy. Mm. But, 
people had come along on Sunday and really enjoyed it, and I think they felt more inclusive. Great. Um, but there was a couple of funny responses that really made me laugh. Uh, this first one was, looking back at my experience, I brought a leather key ring and a center, uh, center lock champagne stopper from an OPC once. Both worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of, you know, that's somebody that's, um, yeah, not been in one before, but I think he enjoyed his time on Sunday. Okay. Maybe come back and buy some something else. Possibly so. Then uh, this one sort of led on from that. It was fantastic. Uh, love it. My Porsche mug has never let me down, and even the ex-wife could not break it when she threw it at me. <laughs> threw it at me, <laughs> saying it's me or it's that bloody Porsche. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> Finesse of engineering, yeah. people with regards to the China. So there, there's a couple of people there that you know have not utilised the Porsche dealership before, but I think both of those yeah. could well be oh, walking yeah. through the doors in future. So yeah, yeah no, a couple great. of funny little stories Brilliant. I thought I'd Absolutely. bring in there. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, look, John Sullivan, genuinely, thank you so much because yeah, as you say at the weekend through the doors open let us yeah. come in and um, been very kind in giving Andy and I an hour of your time this morning That's and okay. again you know just being honest I think this is great and I'm sure the people at home it's really going to resonate with them it's just kind of all people want really yeah so. new, new chapter in yeah. Yeah. Porsche Bournemouth's history yeah. Yeah. Kudos, yeah kudos to you kudos to the staff uh, we're local so we won't go away unfortunately we'll be popping <laughs> in quite a lot so the coffee's good as well yeah, so yeah. it's dangerous no, that's fine Absolutely. that's fine no thank you both thank you both for having me fantastic really enjoyed it nice one this episode is brought to you by our very kind Patreons if you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us you can do so at www.patreon.com backslash nineworksradio 